welcome back to Impractical Info. There is now a new tier on Patreon that you can sign up for. It's called Impractical Adventures. It's where I talk a little bit about the different places I've gone and the different adventures that I've had. And you can learn a lot from them. And it's going to probably be what you should not do. Um, But yeah, if you want to check out Impractical Adventures, you need to join Impractical Info on Patreon as a patron on that selected tier. Also, if you want to have your Impractical Info featured in this podcast, you can email me uh, your ideas or your topic to impracticalinfopod at gmail.com. All right, now on to the good stuff. So my question to you today is... Have you ever been in a situation where you've been asked if, you know, a group that you're a part of is a cult? Have you ever maybe wondered to yourself like, oh, this, you know, this group that I've been hanging out with, maybe I'm in a cult, but I'm not really sure. Well, today you'll get your answer because we're going to talk about what uh, a cult is, maybe some of the differences between cults and religions. But the main thing we're going to do is sort of go through this checklist so that you can determine, yes, I'm in a cult and I need to do something about it. Or no, I'm not in a cult and I need to do something about it. Anyways. What is a cult? It's an ideological organization. Okay. And they're held together by very charismatic relationships and they demand a high level of commitment. And when we talk about a high level of commitment, you're going to see sort of now how high of a level I mean. The group or a movement that exhibits great or excessive devotion or dedication to some person, idea, or thing. A system that's sort of designed to advance the goals of the group's leaders to the actual or possible detriment of the members, their families, or the community. Cults also employ unethical, manipulative, or coercive techniques of persuasion and control. They isolate people from their former friends and family. They cause debilitation, so it's making someone feel weak or feeble. And a good example of this was Nexium, where their methodology taught that uh, if something bad was happening to you, it's your own fault. And of course, this is problematic, especially with really traumatic experiences. The use of special methods to heighten suggestibility or, and subservience. And common methods of this would include things like sleep deprivation, powerful group pressures, information management. So this include things like creating school books for children in the group that only have information that follow the group's ideologies. And an example of that would be like uh, the FLDS, suspension of individuality or critical judgment. Um, so for example, like in Heaven's Gate, they all had the same hairstyles, they all had the same type of clothing. And then there's also the promotion of total dependency on the group and fear of leaving it. Usually the fear is like some financial dependency on the group, but it can also be emotional. So leaving would mean that you don't have the means of surviving on your own, or you don't think that you can survive on your own. In some cases, there's also threats of the world outside of the group. So, you know, maybe like the Branch Davidians, where they were stockpiling weapons because they were sort of anticipating the end times and they wanted to protect themselves from the world outside of themselves. So why do people join cults? Well, it's suggested that most often people join cults when things in the world aren't really working for them. 
But there are all kinds of reasons why people join these groups. And you might even be interested to learn that the majority of joiners are actually considered psychologically normal before they actually become affiliated with these cults. A lot of people say like, there's no way I would never get involved. But because of the tactics that these cults use to bring people in, it's, it's really interesting to actually find out that you know, most of these people were psychologically normal before becoming affiliated with the group. The average age of affiliation is 25 years old, which to me makes perfect sense because if things in the world aren't really working your way, 25 is sort of this interesting crossroad between like, you know, your teenage and party years and becoming more of an adult and having more responsibilities. 25% of joiners are actually recruited by people who are strangers to them at the time. And one of the techniques that they use is love bombing. So that's when someone just like lavishes and like really lavishes you with attention or affection, but they're doing it to influence or manipulate you. So for example, like there's a story about a woman who met a stranger and was poured over with affection and then they invited her to a dinner. I can't remember which cult this was about, but I do remember reading about this story. So the dinner was great, it goes well, and again, there she's like poured over with praise and affection, and then from the dinner she ends up getting invited to a three-day getaway with the group, and she thought of quick, why not? Like these people are super nice, they're you know pouring affection over me, I feel really good when I'm with them. But when she went to the getaway, they were pushed to do a lot of activities and and so much so that they were being deprived of sleep. This is a common tactic that actually heightened her suggestibility or heightens people's suggestibilities. What happened to her after that? I don't remember, but I do remember up to this part. Okay, what about religion, right? A lot of people wonder like, what's the difference between a religion and a cult? And I often wonder the same because I think that it's a pretty fine line. And based on the actual definitions, so it's not just my opinion, but I think based on the definitions, there really is a fine line that separates one from the other. And I don't always necessarily agree with the experts, you know, that certain religions aren't cults. You'll have to come to your own conclusion. First, I'll start off with the definition of a religion, and then I'll read out the cult checklist, and you can kind of find this checklist like online, it's all over the place. But what it does is it helps to determine if a group is actually a cult or not. So let's see if there's anything unique about a cult that makes it different from mainstream religions. So Oxford Dictionary states that a religion is defined as the belief in and worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods, a particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest followed with great devotion. So already we can see that there is sort of this fine line where the main difference is that a cult says that they do it to a detriment or potentially to the detriment of a person. But anyways, let's go through now what we're here for, the cult checklist. The group is focused on a living leader to whom members seem to display excessively zealous, unquestioning commitment. The group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. The group is preoccupied with making money. Questioning, doubt, and dissent are discouraged or even punished. Mind-numbing techniques such as meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues, denunciation sessions, debilitating work routines are used to suppress doubts about the group and its leaders. The leadership dictates sometimes in great deal how members should think, act, and feel. For example, members need to get permission from the leaders to date, change jobs, get married, 
could even be down to what clothes you have to wear, where you're going to live, how to discipline children, and more. The group is elitist, claiming a special exalted status for itself, its leader, and members. So for example, the leader is considered a messiah, or the leader has some special mission to save humanity. The group has polarized us versus them mentality, which causes conflict in, with the wider society. The group's leader is not accountable to any authorities. So that's like not to the military, not to ministers, priests, not to any, you know, any rabbis, nothing of like mainstream denominations. The group teaches or implies that its supposedly exalted ends justify the means, especially to members who would have considered these uh, activities unethical before joining the group. So that could be like collecting money for fake charities, for example. The leadership induces guilty feelings in members in order to control them. Members' subservience to the group causes them to cut ties with their family and friends and to give up their personal goals and activities that they might have been interested in before they join the group. And finally, members are encouraged or required to live and or socialize only with group members. It seems to me that the main difference between most mainstream religions and these cult leaders or these cults is that the living and socializing become more nuclear in a cult. So churches, religions don't tend to ask you to cut ties with your family members. I mean, there might be some that do, but generally speaking, that's not part of their doctrines. Also, cults often ask members to give up their personal goals and activities, whereas religions don't tend to do that, assuming that, you know, your activities or goals are in line with whatever is deemed acceptable. But in terms of things being preoccupied, you know, things like being preoccupied with making money, you know, abuse, physical and sexual, polarizing viewpoints, and those causing issues with, you know, wider society, being preoccupied with bringing in new members, like you can probably name the religions in your head that you know do these things. Uh, they're not uncommon in a lot of groups that we actually deem to be religious groups rather than cults. This list is not exhaustive. You do not have to take off absolutely everything in this list for something to be a cult. It's almost like if you were to take off 25%, then you're like 25% culty, I guess. Like from what I was reading, that was what I understood of it. So it's up to you. You can determine what's a cult, what's a religion. You can find, like I said, you can find this checklist online. Yeah, I, I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to know what you think. You know, is there anything that really resonated with you in here? And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in a cult. Or, oh, I think that someone I know is in a cult. Or is there something in here where you're just surprised maybe how some religions tick off way more boxes uh, than you would have anticipated? That's it for now. See ya.